Oh, hell yeah. That's right. An exclusive with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Keep your ears on this podcast feed from Sportskeeda for even more Stone Cold exclusives in the days ahead. Dutch is gone. We we are here. We started the show. We had Dutch when I started the thing, and now Dutch is gone. Anyway, welcome into uh, Smack Talk here on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube, Twitter. Dutch Mantel has pulled the Brock Lesnar. He has left. He has left. I have left. Before it's yeah, oh, I now have. he's back. Okay. I have left the building. And now he's back. All right. But I, I see what you're I didn't doing make there. a million dollars while I was gone like Brock did. Uh, well, I mean, I, I just assume maybe you had to step out for a smoke break, take a phone call. You know, we were only 40 seconds into the show. I know I know you tend to get tired as a so show. You did it on purpose. I know what you did. <laughs> but I had to step out for the mercy. I'll, I'll just leave. Let him worry. See, I don't know why you do that to me. I mean, I, I wasn't worried. I don't know about Sid. But what's going on there, guys? Uh, guys and gals, welcome in. What do you guys want to talk about tonight? Anything big happen? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think we can probably it's same old stuff. I think we probably cooked through this show in about 10, 15 minutes. Yep. We'll get your, as many comments in as we can. What's up to Steven and Ricky and Christopher and Ozzy and Ozzy and Ozzy and Ozzy because Ozzy just loves to just drown the chat out the first uh, two minutes of the show. But we appreciate you. Love all you guys. What's going on, John? Uh, obviously, yeah, guys, the, the big news of the day, we're going to carve out a good chunk of the show to talk about this, is something that, frankly, I didn't think we would ever see happen. Um, nope, nope. Vince McMahon today voluntarily retiring and retiring across the board. Voluntarily. No longer in uh, charge of WWE creative, no longer in charge of anything. He is done. He is kaput. He obviously still is a majority stockholder. Uh, He's going to continue to make money off of WWE. Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, now the co-CEOs. Triple H, the news broke earlier today, and uh, he's back as executive vice president, head of talent relations. And if you're wondering what's going on with creative, well, right now, and I, I stress this at the moment, Bruce Pritchard is in charge. Vince McMahon helping him out a little bit on the transition process. Sid, this is something you and I have talked about before, that if it would happen, that's how it would go down. But uh, Dutch, I know people are interested in, in hearing your thoughts on this. Um Vince McMahon stepping down, retiring at age uh, 77, saying he's uh, he's done. Well, you want to hear my conspiracy theories? Always. We always want to hear your conspiracy theories. No, but I heard I heard Bruce. Bruce was being moved over, and Triple H was taking his spot now. I mean, he's going to be with the company, but he's not going to be in the same position he's in now because Triple H is going to take his spot to move back in. That's what I heard. Well, I don't have Bruce, much truth there is to it. Well, Bruce in- was was inter, uh, on an interim basis. Bruce was uh, head of talent relations. So in okay. that sense, Triple H is moving in and taking over the permanent job of head of talent relations because they gave that job to Bruce when Laurinaitis went on on leave. Okay. Now, as I read that today, it said uh, Vince McMahon retired, and I didn't ever think I would ever hear those words. I think he would have he would have gone until he died. And the stock market closed at four o'clock. He announced his retirement 
at 4.05. That means no trades can be made this weekend, I guess. I don't know. But the stock is really not as, as bad as it, a lot of people thought it would be because it's back up. It's up. I think it's back up and it went to the high in the mid-60s. Now it's in the mid-50s, which is not too bad. <clears throat> so the question is, was he strongly urged to step aside? Or did he, did he resign of his own volition? I think he was strongly urged to step out of the way. I think Stephanie had something to do with that, probably Nick Kahn. And as we know, Nick Kahn and Stephanie have both filled the spot that Vince had. So I don't know how that's going to work. Right now, Stanford is in basically turmoil. Because nobody really knows what's going on. They know that Vince is not the boss anymore. And I think there's some people who were, you know, under Vince. I mean, that's how they got there. They're now wondering about their positions because, you know, when you have a, when you have a management change, uh, there's a lot of changes underneath that because they get their own team in place. And I think there's a lot of nervous people in Stanford tonight. One of them could be Kevin Dunn because I think he just cashed all his WWE stock in. I read that too. Yeah, that uh, that was part of uh, the reporting that we uh, saw come out today. Um, as far as some of those other people under the Vince McMahon tree, uh, many believe that with Triple H now being put in place, it pretty much solidifies that John Laurinaitis is not going to be back. Uh, I was listening to Sean. Yeah, I was listening to Sean Rossap today. Uh, he is under the impression that Kevin Dunn uh, will probably be done by the end of this year. Uh, with with WWE and then you know Sid now all eyes turn to to Bruce Pritchard and we have talked about this you said you know on another platform that we are on I do believe that you said should Vince McMahon step away on an interim basis like he's going to go away for the duration of the investigation with the board that's going on under all these allegations and everything he would still be behind the scenes kind of pulling the strings and nothing would really change well, now all of a sudden, yes, Bruce Pritchard does step in right now, head of creative, but now he's got a completely different bosses that he has to appease. So now he's got a chance to kind of stand on his own here. Not a lot of changes, not a lot of tweaks that we saw tonight. I think that would be a big ask on four hours notice, but I do think things are going to subtly and steadily start to change, whether they're for the better, that remains to be seen. But I do think we are going to see some changes. When all these allegations started coming out, I was one of the people that said nothing that I heard really surprised me. Today was the first time I was surprised because Vince McMahon retiring feels like hell is frozen over. Pigs can fly. All the other sayings that you heard in the world. I didn't think I would live long enough to see this day. Uh, but it, it does mean that change is probably going to come, you know, widespread, especially with the rumors that Kevin Dunn is going to probably be the next to go. That's going to change how WWE is produced and shot and how it looks. And then, yeah, Bruce Pritchard, I've said it before, you know, Dutch has said it from his own personal experience. Bruce Pritchard has the stigma of being a Vince yes man and to being like Vince's right hand man for all these years for 
for well over four decades now. So him being in the role as an executive director of creative and taking over Vince's television duties is fine for right now. But if this company really wants to make this change and start a new era without Vince McMahon now that he's retired, he needs to go as well. So it's going to be very telling what the next move is going to be and how this thing is going to all shake up. But this is one of the most shocking news stories of the decade. Like we 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 said when these first allegations came up that this could be the biggest story of the decade and the allegations led to this, his retirement now. So it most definitely is this whole scenario. And the, the fact of the matter is, although Vince is retired today and, you know, you're going to hear people, you know, praise him for everything that he accomplished and he did accomplish a lot the way wrestling is today physic man has his fingerprints all over it no doubt but this is not the end of what we're going to find out in regards to the investigation because wwe made the announcement that vince is retired but they didn't make any announcement about the investigation being done so we know that we're going to hear more despite him bringing an end to this chapter and bringing an end to his time in WWE, we're still going to be, you know, hearing the ramifications of this investigation. So it's, this is crazy times. Yeah. And, and Dutch, I, this is kind of what you were alluding to about how he was kind of forced out. I think, you know, when you got the wall street journal, that's continuing to look into it and people and, you know, sources have said more is going to come out from them. You got, you know, Bryant Gumble and real sports uh, looking into it and they're going to have their own uh, stories that are going to be dropping here soon. Obviously what we have found out already, as we all assumed and uh, what we have all heard is this was just the tip of the iceberg. So I think, yeah, uh, Vin- there's no way in hell that, you know, Vince McMahon, no chance in hell, I should say, that Vince McMahon wanted to step away from from WWE and he can, you know, phrase it any way he wants, saying, well, it's 77, time for me to to retire and walk off. And hey, what the hell is he going to do? This guy lives, breathes, eats, sleeps WWE. Like, I, I don't know what this guy's going to do in retirement, to be completely honest with you. But obviously there's more coming out here. And somebody talked him into walking away. Well, I think that uh, Nick Khan was inserted into the company. And I said this a long time ago. I think he was inserted there to get Vince out. Now, somehow, all these NDAs leaked from Titan Towers to the Wall Street Street Journal. Yeah. Now, how did they leak? Now, they had to leak from the inside. And... If one thing, if, if I'm not accusing anybody, I want to make that clear. But how did they leak out from Stanford? And it's not that big a distance between those two, those two areas. I mean, it's like 60 miles or something. But they leaked out, and all of a sudden, the Wall Street Journal got invested in this story. More leaked out and more leaked out to the pressure became too great on Vince to withstand so he's resigned like you said the investigation is not complete I'm at close. all so and, but my question is how did they leak it had to leak from the inside so draw your own conclusion how they leaked out I, i'm saying nick Khan may have had something to do with it or some of his people because he brought his some people with him and they found that out i don't know 
Nobody knows. We may never know. But I think that Vince does know that how many NDAs are in that file. And it may be a lot more than what's been released. So if they release that, he it's either now he resigns or later. But later might be more embarrassment for the company. Maybe it was somebody who likes to play the long game. If you know what I'm saying, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just wanted to make that joke. Anyway, so um, that wasn't, that wasn't funny at all. Eh, it bombed, it but it was that funny. I wasn't. Hillary on a serious subject, and you're making jokes. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You say you're sorry. No, I'm all right. Uh, see anyway, how, see how he is. Awful. Awful. Uh, it, was, it was a bad joke. Anyway, I wanted. I just whatever. So. It all, it all comes down to, to what's next. And here's the thing, right? So the Vince news breaks, like you said, Dutch, about 4.05. And then, you know, everybody starts digging into it. Obviously, Wrestling Observer dives into it. And, and Fightful Select starts diving into it. And then, oh, what about, I don't know, 25 minutes later, Sid? We, we get the news that, that Brock Lesnar was, quote, pissed off and left. And Brock Lesnar was heavily, uh, heavily planned in tonight's uh, show on SmackDown. The show was then scrapped, heavily rewritten, and submitted for presentation basically at 7 o'clock. So Brock, about 4.30, leaves the building. 7 o'clock, they get the new script ready to roll. And then by the time the show finally comes to a conclusion, Brock Lesnar has come back. And now immediately people who are, you know, want to say, I got you, y'all been worked, y'all been worked. They all hop in and say that Brian Alvarez and Sean Rossap and anybody else who hopped on that and confirmed that Brock Lesnar had left the building tonight didn't actually leave and the sheets got worked, guys. Um, I don't uh, buy that for, for one second. Brock Lesnar. Those guys, those guys don't work together anyway. They all hate each other to begin <laughs> with. They try to get the scoops. But this is my this is my next theory, and I think Sid may agree with me. I said, and he was he was quoted as saying. If Vince ain't here, I ain't here. Correct. And, out. and I don't know how long he stayed down, but I think in that time, and I made a joke, I think Brock, Brock may have made him a million dollars. And he said, hey, if you can pay one of those women <laughs> millions of dollars, hey, I'll come back for a million bucks. And I don't know what he made, but he got something out of it because right at the end of the show, he, he was back. So yeah. I think a lot of people, but I don't think those dirt sheets and those writers work with each other uh, to get that out there. It was a great story tonight, and I think, you know, Vin, uh, Brock doesn't care anyway. He was a replacement to begin with. Yeah. Now they're talking about replacing him again. I think either Stephanie called Vince and told her, could, she, could he talk to Brock? Exactly. I think that's where Brock made his deal, and he called back and said, "Oh yeah, you come back for a million dollars." What are they going to do? That that's not hard for me to connect the dots. That one, maybe Brock was legitimately pissed off. Yeah, Brock's known to have a temper, and he yeah. needed to go cool his jets for a little bit, and ultimately decided to come back. Or yeah, maybe Vince just called him and said, "Hey, look, this sucks. Yeah. It sucks for me. It sucks for you." I know you don't want to be here unless I'm not here. That's fine. Work till SummerSlam. Give me eight days. Give me one more match and one more segment as a favor because these two guys are very close with one another. 
It's not hard for me to imagine that that's what happened. I'm not saying that is what happened. I don't know, but it's not that hard for me to connect those dots as that could be something. Or yeah, maybe he was paid extra money to come back and beat the holy hell out of Austin Theory tonight, which was awesome, by the way. <laughs> well, he did add something to the show because, of course, everybody sitting out there had heard the news that he had walked out. So when he showed up, that was a, a, a big surprise. But I, I think Vince was cued in on that. Stephanie, and when he got more money, they had to agree to it. Cause I think Brock, only he only has one more match left on his contract, right? Uh, I'm not sure what the contract situation is. So do you know? Because he was brought in as an emergency. So, I mean, he was pretty much done after WrestleMania, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely believe. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm reporting this. I'm not reporting this at all. My belief is that Brock Lesnar made some money tonight. That's, that's all. Because Brock had WWE over the barrel. Yeah, the If he walks out now, eight days before SummerSlam, and he was the big Plan B, the big panic button move to verse Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, he can act. He can write his own check. Basically, if he leaves, he walks out and says, I'm not coming back. He can write his own check with everything that's going on. Like Dutch said, with the whole company and plans and flux, you know, Vince retiring, even though, you know, the reports say that they've known for about a week that Vince was going to retire. Still, it it's going to take more than a week for them to get everything situated with Vince McMahon stepping down and retiring. They cannot afford for their top star, Brock Lesnar, walking out on the company. The only person bigger than Brock Lesnar walking out on the company is Roman Reigns. So I 100% believe Brock Lesnar got some money today. And the people that are just like going on Brian Alvarez and Sean Rossap, y'all are the same people that says that Sean Rossap and Brian Alvarez are paid by AEW. So pick one struggle. Pick one struggle. Either they are paid <laughs> by Tony Khan to say good things about AEW or WWE is linking them information. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. You can't have it both ways. Pick and, one struggle. And here's the fact, right? Here, here's a stone cold fact. Several sources and talent included told Alvarez and Sean Rossap that the show was completely scrapped at 4.30 or around there this afternoon when Brock Lesnar left. And they rewrote the entire show and submitted it at seven o'clock. They aren't going to work their entire locker room. They aren't going to rework the entire show to work the dirt sheets. They're no, not going to do that. that. They don't give a shit. That's the thing. Like, do you guys honestly think WWE or AEW give a flying crap about any of these websites? They don't. Not not a whole lot anyway. No. Not a whole lot. Very low on their priority list. All right. So Brock Lesnar, I wholeheartedly believe, left tonight and they talked him into coming back. And I honestly do think there were a few safeguards put in tonight. I think that Sheamus and Drew McIntyre was booked for next Friday as a way to be a last minute replacement should they need somebody for the main event at SummerSlam. I truly believe that because that was booked earlier on in the show. I think there were no, other safeguards that were put in place. I don't believe that. That's not, that's not 
the type of replacement. I heard that. I heard people saying, oh, well, you put Roman in the true in the match with Riddle and Seth Rollins. You are talking about all these Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Seth Rollins, Riddle. It's good for you, Rick, and the hardcore wrestling fans. That's not the type of big name that they want to verse Roman Reigns at a big show like SummerSlam. I 100% believe Cultaholic's report that they were going to make a call to Goldberg because Goldberg's well. been doing interviews this whole week saying, I'm just waiting for a call for a big match. I want a rematch with Roman Reigns. And he, he could have stepped in and done the last man standing match. I 100% believe that if Brock walked out and he didn't want to get more money, they were going to give that call to Goldberg before they would do Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, uh, riddles and i agree makes, with you i agree with you no type of sense to i said me. as a contingency goldberg was absolutely the first call but here's the thing goldberg likes to train heavily before his matches do you think he would have taken no. a match like that on yes eight days yes because because guess what goldberg's gonna get paid too goldberg was about to get that bag too if they say goldberg you got eight days to make two million dollars for this one match he sure sure Oh, four spears and they, minutes. Exactly. Sure. And they would be paying $2 million for their main event of SummerSlam to suck. But that is 100% a move that they would make. That's your reaction. Well, when did, uh, <clears throat> let me ask you this. Yeah. When is it reported that Brock Lesnar returned back to the building? It would never was. So this, he did leave physically. Leave. This this is the report that Fightful just released. Um, Fightful was able to confirm Brian Alvarez report that Brock Lesnar was upset following the Vince McMahon retirement announcement and left the building. PW Insider was also able to corroborate this report. WWE had pulled Brock Lesnar from advertising as they weren't sure that he'd actually be at the show. Like he was advertised as of about 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern time and then like 5 30 p.m eastern time he was pulled from the advertising however uh fightful was told that things blew over and lesnar returned one source called the situation overblown but admitted that they didn't know if he'd end up actually being on the show the script was rewritten and didn't feature brock lesnar at all the rundown also did not feature lesnar and the last segment was left in a way that lesnar could be included well plausible to me well what time did he get back to the building what time did what time did they decide that he would come back is that's what I'm a saying. question that is yet to be answered I'm, but obviously I'm they gonna, left i'm gonna guess right before the start of the show because you know theory cut the promo at the beginning of the show saying that you know he could cash in on brock lesnar he can cash in on roman reigns if i don't i don't think if they were in no contact whatsoever with brock lesnar they wouldn't even have like mentioned him at all in my opinion and wrestle votes put out a tweet around like 755 or so saying that uh yes brock lesnar has left the building and yes wwe is in contact with him to have him come back i i don't necessarily buy that they wouldn't mention brock lesnar because this is the same company that was advertising sasha banks all the way right up until the last possible second at last year's SummerSlam. so i don't buy that one uh wholeheartedly there sp3 but uh obviously i do i do 100 believe uh all of those reports and i think brock lesnar probably did come back somewhere during the show to to kind of leave an open-ended 
section there. You could have ended it. You very easily could have ended SmackDown tonight, thrown an extra three minutes onto that match, and just had Theory beat the crap out of Mad Cat Moss to end the show. It would have been a crap ending, but you could have <clears throat> had that. Very easy for Brock to show up, do his little John Wayne strut around the ring, hop in there and kick the living crap out of Theory. Much better ending. Much better ending. Uh, and I okay, didn't. was Roman Reigns at the building? Uh, did not look like it. Hmm. So that doesn't make sense either. Well, this SummerSlam, wouldn't he make an appearance? Well, the report was from Wrestling Observer Newsletter earlier today that WWE's whole plan for the Lesnar-Roman matchup is to not have both guys on TV together. That's why Brock is scheduled, was scheduled for tonight's show and Roman wasn't. And that's why also on next week in Atlanta, next Friday, Brock Lesnar has been advertised. I even saw the commercial during SmackDown. So I was like... Why wouldn't they have that commercial pulled if Brock wasn't, you know, walked yeah. out? That was my first indication that Brock would probably come back. But Brock was is advertised for next uh, Friday in Atlanta for SmackDown. But Roman isn't. And Roman is booked for Monday at Madison Square Garden. But Brock isn't. They're probably they're basically trying to build this whole match by keeping them separate. Interesting. So let's dive into uh, the actual show, what actually was put out here on television tonight. Things opened up with uh, Stephanie McMahon. I don't know what I was expecting, per se. Uh, I, I I was hoping for a little bit more than a, a thank you, Vince, segment, but that's that's pretty much what it was. It was Stephanie confirming that her father had retired, said he started the company, even though he didn't really start the company, but he did expand it. So it was kind of weird wording there. Uh, regardless, uh, a thank you, Vince chant breaks out and, and that's it. Um, I think I was expecting a little bit more of a, here's what you can expect in the future kind of thing, but I guess maybe they're just pushing that off for a later time. She acted very hesitant over what she was saying. I don't think she was sure of even what she was going to say. I mean, she had an idea, but it didn't come across like that. It was like she was hesitant to say it to me. That's the way I perceived it. She got it out because everybody knew it anyway, but now they're going to judge, well, what's what's going on here? I think there's a lot more to this story that we don't know. We're just okay. uncovering the first bones out of the casket. You like that saying, Fed? I said it for you. That's, I just made it up, you know. Thank I'm you. good stuff. What do you think, Rick? <laughs> I think Stephanie was obviously overcome with emotion tonight. Maybe she misspoke a little bit. Maybe she didn't know exactly what it was that she was going to say. Uh, the crowd did kind of throw her off there because they they jumped the gun on what she was trying to lead to, and then they didn't really want to. They didn't. They missed their cue the second time, and then she had to start them back up again. And I don't know. I I would like I said I was expecting more out of it tonight, but just kind of focusing on on what Vince has done for the business tonight. I'm okay with it. You know, a, a thank you, Vince, for what he's done over the years. Fine. I, I think he's earned at least that, some some admiration for the WWE universe for all that he's accomplished as a professional wrestling promoter. Great. Now we can move on. He's done. He's gone. It's all about what's next uh, as far as uh, I'm concerned. Out of the gate, we get Usos, Theory, Profits, Madcap, 
pretty passionate promo from the Usos tonight, but uh, it's all the same stuff we've heard before. They brawl with uh, everybody there and sets up our main event uh, for later on in the evening, which a good match. And once again, ends with theory and a disqualification. And then we get, uh, we get Brock in the main event tonight, uh, beating the holy hell out of theory, which I've said twice now, and I'll say it a third time was just spectacular tonight to watch just, just to watch that. Dutch, your thoughts on the opening and ending of SmackDown tonight? It was okay. <laughs> the ending was good because, you know, we had Brock come back in. I wasn't expecting him to come in, and he, <clears throat> they kind of laid that out good that <clears throat> he's going after theory. That was that was probably the best part of the show. Uh, but it's nothing different than we've seen for the last year. It's the same stuff, the same people with the same people over and over and over and over. So Boston had a good crowd there at the Garden Center. And they were they were pretty loud. But nothing different tonight except for Brock and a Jeff Jarrett interview, which was actually pretty good. I liked his interview tonight. Uh, yeah, at least kind of the high spot of the show. Yeah, at least they actually like addressed why Jeff Jarrett was the special guest referee, or at least asked him why he was made uh, the yep. special guest referee to kind of make some sense out of this from a little bit. He did say that he got bribed by both the uh, Street Profits and the Usos already, and he says that he has turned them both down. SP3, I know you had some thoughts on that on social media this fine evening. I mean, how dare they try to bribe Double J, Jeff Jarrett? Don't they know? Don't they know, Dutch? Don't they know, Rick? That he spends his day working hard for the dough, yep. but the hands on the clock, he's spinning too slow because <laughs> he can't wait to be alone with his baby tonight. How dare they try to bribe Jeff Jarrett? But I did like with the um, Brock surprise, you know, at the end, commentary referenced it without referencing it. They both McAfee and Cole were both like, I thought he was. And then McAfee was like, yeah, I thought so, too. Like, they said it without saying it. Like, they saw the reports. They thought he left. But they were surprised to see him because that was the big hook for tonight's show up until about 5 p.m. Eastern yeah. time. And they never mentioned it the whole show until Brock appeared. It'll be interesting to see the rating for this for this show. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it'll be up. Never miss an opportunity. <laughs> I, I think here's the thing. I think the ratings are going to be up for the next couple of weeks because I think people who have actively started to tune out because they have grown tired of, you know, the WWE creative formula and how things have been booked for the last several years. I think they're going to they're going to start to come back because they're going to want to see how this show changes. And I do think that there are going to be changes, but they are going to be subtle, slow changes we saw a little bit we saw a little bit of a, a sprinkling of change what if, like, not, what if they just go that's what i would do i would just go <clears throat> i changed the whole thing right off the bat we got to change this is what we got i i think you might if, if that's the case if that's what they decide to do they're going to wait to do it until after SummerSlam because they only like i said they only got eight days till their second biggest pay-per-view they barely got brock back in the door to come back to do this damn match and he could always change his mind again between now and the eighth because like you guys said they got he's got him by the balls at this point so he got him whatever he wants to decide to do he may just, just show up to SummerSlam and say see ya 
bye or just not even show up to nashville you know he might miss his flight out of saskatchewan uh you know pilot shortages and and, and whatnot he might <laughs> he might blame it on all of that um i i would like to think though that there will be talents on on both raw and smackdown that are going to see some immediate changes i look at guys like tomaso champa for example i look at um you know, maybe somebody like a Raquel Rodriguez who might who saw tonight, who might actually get a story now. Like, okay, her match with her her match with Sony was good, and I like the fact that we saw Sony. I thought Sony was very very good in this match tonight. Her strikes. They had, two, girls. Point. They had two female matches back to back. Well, technically no, because Aaliyah didn't get to wrestle again. No, no but they had the book back to back. That's the second week. That Aaliyah has had a non non match. I think and it's the third, isn't it? Next I've week. Lost count. Yeah, and I, I love how Cole, how Cole comes back. It's like next week. It's official. It's been booked. I'm like mother effort. It's been booked three weeks in a row and ain't happened yet. And how many times does Aaliyah just have to stand there looking dumb when she could just smack the hell out of Lacey Evans while she's talking and beat the crap out of her? I'm just screaming at my TV screen, like, do something. And then Lacey Evans hey, is the one that knocks her unconscious again. Lacey Evans got over tonight, the way she talked. She's oh, getting she over with it because she's putting the heat on the fans. She's not putting the heat on another wrestler. She's putting the heat directly on the fans, and it's going to pay off for her. I like that girl. Oh, she gets great reaction. She gets yeah. exactly. She They love to hate her. I don't know why, because everything about her screams natural baby face, and they're just like, F this woman. I, I want to hate well, her. She's an American, American hero. She's an American hero. And yes. I don't know she, why they would get mad at that. They just don't like her. Yeah. For, there's some, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like, I've interviewed her before. She's absolutely lovely. I don't know why the crowd just doesn't like her, but they just, it's the same thing with Corbin. I talked with Corbin a couple of days ago. That dude's effing awesome. Uh, but people love to hate his ass too. I don't know. Some people, maybe it's just the face. Maybe some people just have those hateable faces. I got one. I get it. I know how it goes. Shinsuke Nakamura loses to Ludwig Kaiser tonight. Uh, I kind of wish they would have let uh, Nakamura get a win here, but Gunther did uh, interfere, allowing Ludwig to get the win and then still does the punishment. He still beats the crap out of Ludwig afterwards. SP3, I think you I think it was you who said on Twitter you definitely think they're leading towards some kind of a split here. Yeah, it's quite obvious now that they are probably going to split these two up and Ludwig is supposed to be a baby face now. I'm just so baffled by the direction that they went here. They don't have any heels. That's what I'm saying. They got Roman. That's it. That's and the Uso, but they need a, they need a, another one. I don't know who he would work with if he was a baby face. Well, they don't have any baby faces either. They got no, Mac, they got McIntyre and who? But at least <laughs> Ricochet they got the maximum male models. They got those guys. And uh, but I, I think if they're going to separate Gunther and his little protege. I don't much like that move because where's it? Where's a little protege gonna go? Uh, it just uh, makes sense. I don't. I don't think <laughs> it makes sense, and I'm not necessarily sold that they're 
splitting either. Like, I just think this is the kind of relationship that these two have is that he's just kind of like this abusive, you know, drill sergeant type guy who demands perfection and was pissed off that he had to help Ludwig win the match tonight. But at the end of the night, he still won. And that's why he only hit him once. Um, and maybe he's just trying to tough him up. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're going to split yet because it doesn't make sense to split these guys right now. And again, who the hell knows what direction anything can change now? I think like, I literally, said, everything's up in the air. Who the hell knows? I mean, they keep you guessing. You don't know what the hell they're going to do. But Gunther, I think Gunther has a ton of potential. A, oh, yeah. a ton. And they're starting to get some people over a little bit now. Gunther's one of them. Lacey Evans is another one. She's getting over. And uh, Liv Morgan's getting over a little bit. So they're not as in bad a shape now as they were three weeks ago. No, Liv, Liv adds a lot to the women's division for sure and adds something that they were missing. I loved the face-to-face -to -face tonight between Liv and Ronda. It wasn't like over the top or anything like that, but it was simple, honest, effective dialogue, I thought, for both women there, SP3. I thought that was one of Ronda's better promos. Still didn't have to be overly energetic or over the top. She was just very straightforward saying, hey, look, you did what you had to do at Money in the Bank. But we all know that how this is going to go down. I'm Ronda Rousey. You're Liv Morgan for a reason. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to beat the hell out of you. But I did love that Liv Morgan just stepped up to her and said, no, that's that's not how it's going to happen because I want this more than you do. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but I want it more than you. I would say this was one of Liv's best uh, promos out there because she didn't come off like, <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. She Correct. came off like she yes. was confident in herself, confident in her ability, and confident on the mic. She sounded like a champion. So that was the first time since she's won the title at Money in the Bank where she sounded like a champion. So yeah, I really liked it, and I, I liked what they've been doing with Liv Morgan since she did has become champion and the way they've been presenting her and she did get her custom side plates today so for those people who were worried that they were giving her the generic wwe ones because they were going to put the belt right back on ronda she did get her side plates today now i'm not saying she's going to beat ronda in eight days i'm just saying at least we can all kind of calm down on the whole side plate gate uh, that we got going on there. I thought Pat McAfee cut another strong probe tonight after he got attacked by Corbin. I love the brawling gorilla tonight. Then he runs back down to the ring and calls Corbin a bald baby bitch. Dutch, how did you feel about Pat McAfee? Who you want to talk about? They need baby. I said baby faces earlier. Drew McIntyre and who? It's Drew McIntyre and Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee's the most overdue on the entire show. You think so? I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Well, he's over. I mean, they like him. And if they, and they've tried to beat him up, and he keeps coming back. So, and he, he, he just does a good promo. You believe that guy. You know, when you see a wrestling interview, if he can make you feel what he's feeling, and he sounds tough like Stone Cold or some of those guys, you're right with them. They're taking you with them to the ring, and that's what you want. And I think Liv can do that. Uh, McAfee can do that. And a few of those guys can do it. And that's what you're looking for. But if somebody, they could be great in the ring, but weak on interviews like Ricochet, I mean, he's great what he does, but on his interviews, he doesn't, you don't feel that from him. 
he's just saying words and you can tell that the words were given to him. He's not the, he's not the talker. He, he is the worker though. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree uh, with everything that you just said. Uh, SP three. I do want to pass along my condolences uh, for the fact that Jinder Mahal's uh, banger that you love so much is now uh, no more. Although I will say I, I do like the new one as well. I think WWE was three for three on their new uh, their new songs tonight. Who is Raquel got a new one. I like that one a lot. I do like Jinder's and Gunther got a new song tonight that I really liked as well. Hate all those generic uh, songs. I don't like whoever is producing WWE's current themes. They all sound generic. They all sound pretty much the same to me. So I don't like them. Um, what I did like was the new day and Xavier Woods being like, I don't hear Vince McMahon in my ear about the name drop Ring of Honor, IWGP Tag Team Championships. He name dropped ROH and New Japan on a SmackDown episode. That was the moment of the night and that was the highlight of this whole entire segment with the new Vicious Viking Raiders and the new day. Actually, the highlight for me was himself calling himself King of the Ring again. That was the highlight of the entire thing for me. And I'm just screaming, yes, please, for the love of God, get this man his crown back. Because why the hell did you end such a good thing after like two months? Because it did absolutely nothing for anyone, Rick. No one cares that he won the King of the Ring. No one cares that they that Zelina won the Queen's crown because it did nothing for either one of them. It did nothing for the people who were in the tournament. People care that he named Trump Ring of Honor and IWGP. That was the highlight. I think you're talking a little bit of revisionist history saying no one cared about him winning King of the Ring, but uh, I digress. No, I. Oh, everyone cared in the moment. That's what WWE does in the moment. These things matter and people care. But what did it really he, do? He was what mixing it up really with do? Brock and then he got hurt and then Big E got hurt. Not Brock. Xavier was mixing it up with Brock. No, sorry. I misspoke Roman. He was mixing it up. No, that led. No, it didn't. It led to Usos versus New Day. No one got hurt. That's what it led to. That's what they were building to. They weren't building to. He got hurt in January. He got hurt in January. Then Big E had to drop it. And then Big E got hurt. No, 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 no. Don't revision his history, me. That whole buildup with him and Roman interacting led to New Day versus Usos at day one. That's what it led to because Roman was still feuding with Brock and they were still feuding. They were still leading to Roman and Brock at WrestleMania. They were never leading to Xavier versus Roman. Don't revision his history me because I remember that for a fact. Yeah, but this still remains. He got hurt and then he goes back and he ain't the king no more. So you can't say that it didn't lead to anything when he got hurt and they took him off television and then Big E gets hurt and they're like, okay, well, we need to have tag team again. It didn't lead to anything because they all they did was build to a tag team feud. They did what they always do with the New Day and that's tag team feuds. They did not give him you a single can't tell me that, that the, You can't tell me that the injury didn't do anything when they didn't do anything with Baron Corbin as a king, but he was king for two damn years. You're just making my point. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I would hate no to reach around me and snatch you, Rick. Bring it. All he did reach around me and just pull you out of that seat. He'd do you like damn McAfee got yanked out of that chair tonight. I did so. think it was interesting tonight that uh, we did not get Max Dupree at all. Yeah. Who was Maxine? Who's that girl? Uh, so... She was Sophia Cromwell in, in NXT. Um, who was she? She, she was like 
I'm trying to remember who it was that she was uh, mixing it up with. I know she was doing something with kind of Chase U at, at, at one point, but she wasn't really prominently featured in NXT. Most of the time, she was just kind of standing in the background. Uh, so they plucked her up. They changed her name. Now she's now Maxine Dupree. I thought she nailed the promo tonight, to be completely honest with you. They're going to do the whole beach line next week. But the interesting thing to me is Max wasn't there tonight. Max wasn't there tonight, and he wasn't advertised for next week. Uh-huh. That's interesting to me with, with creative changing. And, and like I said, guys like Tommaso Ciampa, who hopefully his booking will change here a little bit. Maybe somebody in charge is going L.A. Knight, Eli Drake, Max Dupree, whatever you want to call him. Maybe he's too good. He's too good for the maximum male models thing. So let's turn that over to Maxine Dupree and then we'll take him off TV for here a little bit and he'll come back as somebody else again or re-show up as LA Knight, something like that. But I did maybe, find that interesting. He was maybe. maybe. I could I be overlooked. Oh, we may not see him again. That's a possibility too. I don't know. Maximum male models, they got heat with me already. I think it's still dead on arrival. I don't think they got a bat's chance in hell. I mean, because um, unless they just come up with this great creative team all of a sudden. You know who may go back to WWE now? Road Dog. He could make a return, I think, because he, he did a good job when he was there. I don't know why they got rid of him, but they got rid of a lot of people. I think the odds just increased for several people. I'm not saying they're all slam dunks and I'm not saying any of them are probable, but I think if you look at people like a Johnny Gargano, uh, I think a move back to, to WWE might be a little bit more probable for somebody like that. I think a move back to WWE might be a little bit more probable for a Bray Wyatt. And I'm saying maybe like from like 5% to like 25%, right? Like something like that. Like I think people would be more susceptible now to talking to WWE again who have had issues creatively or may have hesitancy if a Johnny Gargano has hesitancy to go up from NXT to WWE main roster with Vince no longer there he might be more willing to to listen and and get on the horn so i think there's a lot of people who are still out in free agency who might be willing to come back to WWE i'm not saying all of them are going to be there but there's definite probability that at least you think brought. has a chance of going back I would say Johnny Gargano is my favorite, I think, at this point, because he is some Bray Wyatt as Bray Wyatt, right? No, not no, either. no. Johnny Gargano is somebody completely different. Oh, I understand that. But Bray Wyatt. Yes. But not as the Fiend, correct? I don't know. Um The Fiend did nothing for me. I don't I don't get it. And I don't think he ever got over. I don't think Bray Wyatt ever got over at all. They were the just amount, of, the amount of merchandise that guy moved would would beg to differ. Um, he was one of their top merchandise sellers. People did really like. He was very polarizing. You either loved him or you hated him. I, I think that's fair to say. There were people who hated what he was doing on television, and then the other half of the audience thought it was the greatest damn thing that they ever saw. Uh, that's just where Bray Wyatt was. Where would I come in and say I didn't give a shit <laughs> what he was doing? That was. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bathroom break. <laughs> that 
Who's on TV? Bray, I'll be back in a minute. I got to go to the little boy's room. So. Oh, good God. Uh, somebody said it. Uh, Christopher Ryan Cooper, Sasha Banks. I don't know. I don't think we'll see her back. No, I still think that's kind of a bridge that's been not just burnt, but blown to absolute smithereens at this point. I think it's burnt on both ends. So there's no bridge there at all to cross. We don't know who else she pissed off in the company. I think that's a fair question. It could just be Vince, but it could be, you know, she could have Triple H and Stephanie, whoever's pulling the strings, Nick Khan, they could have issues with Sasha Banks too over what uh, her and Naomi did. So I can't sit here and say, oh, they immediately pick up the phone and call her back right now, even though they should. Uh, I don't think that they're necessarily uh, going uh, to do that. Uh, SP3, what did you think of the new look maximum male models tonight? Uh, Sophia Cromwell, I mean, if she's just going to be talking and, you know, a manager, okay, this this might work. I might be fine with this, but hopefully this doesn't mean that we're not going to get Max Dupree anymore because how it sounded is that Maxine Dupree is going to host the Beachwear Collection next week. So are they kind of writing Max Dupree out and replacing him with his sister, Maxine Dupree? Are they going to be together in this whole group? I'm, I'm, I'm very much wait and see on this yeah. one right now because it was kind of strange how they did this whole segment. Because when they first, it's dead. When they first said that this was going on, that when they first teased this for this week, Max's face was everywhere, and he said there he's going to be joined by his sister. And then tonight, it was still heavily advertised right up until about 9.30 on WWE.com that it was going to be Max and Maxine and everybody. And then they didn't do the actual beachwear thing, and then we get them on screen and no Max to be found, no Max on the graphic for next week. All well, of that's very interesting. Alvarez? What's he saying? What's Meltzer saying? They have. I don't a- think they give a shit enough about maximum male models to check. To be completely honest with you, <laughs> I don't think that's high on their priority list. But I'm curious because I'm an Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, Max Dupree fan, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I just hope he still has a spot and he's featured prominently somewhere because that guy is uh, really, really good at what he does. All right, guys, let's move on to uh, Rampage tonight. Hangman and Johnny Hungy. Uh, get the win over Butcher and the Blade tonight, SP3. Your assessment? Uh, pretty good matchup. Um, I'm depressed by how they've used Hangman Adam Page since he lost the AEW World Championship. Um, he should still be one of their top stars that are at least treated like it. And I don't think they've treated him like a top star since he lost the title or for some people even before he lost the title at double or nothing so i like the match in a vacuum but it just makes me very depressed on how they've used hank man adam page he should be better than this yeah it feels like he's just fallen back about same what he was doing about this time last year he's just hanging around with the dark order the first indication he's in he's in a tag match and a tag match that doesn't mean anything and even though he won, still he's he's in a lower position now than he was, Much with lower. no apparent advancement upward. He's just there, so it doesn't that doesn't help him at all. I don't think. Like I understand they have all these injuries right now, but 
they have a whole bunch of guys I would love to see Hangman Adam Page actually feud with that it wouldn't feel like this deep of a fall from being world champion. And you said this time last year. No, this time last year he was feuding with Kenny Omega. So he was in a much better position this time last year. So and 18 months ago then. Yeah, yeah. This was like this is back going back to when he was feuding with Matt Hardy at the beginning of 2021. So yeah, I I don't like this at all. I need Hangman Adam Page to feud with Miro, the feud with Andrade Alidio. There's so many guys on this roster that I would love to see him up against. I understand they have a whole bunch of injuries, but we want more from Hangman. Either, you know, speed up the whole storyline with him reuniting with the elite or give yeah. him an actual feud that can you know keep his ball rolling until you're ready to do that and you may not see hangman page for the next two weeks or three weeks so if you don't see them on your tv regular where they're doing something you kind of forget about them especially on an hour show you'll just be forgotten and tony will probably use some guy some independent they're okay but you don't know them but at the same time he'll let a hangman just fade out fade fade out and when he comes back in he's still there that people still remember him but now you gotta you gotta restart him again you gotta set him on fire again yeah i mean they got house of black they got house of black feuding with like three different people right now they could put somebody with adam cole you would think and that's what it seemed like they were doing you know last week we had dark order versus house of black it felt like dark order only challenged house of black because Brody eliminated Hangman from the Raw Rampage and as you know House of Black can try to kind of recruit Hangman Adam Page because he feels lost he lost the world title you know he's still not reunited with his friends the Dark Order said on being the elite he didn't even seem happy when he was the world champion because he didn't have his friends by him side so have House of Black kind of try to recruit him or do something with that why not but Apparently, no. There you have House of Black feeding with Sting, feeding with Darby, feeding with Miro, but nothing with Hangman. Well, I, I agree with that. You don't, have to, you don't have to put him in an angle, but kind of figure him in that somebody is thinking about him. They want him to join, or he's, he don't want to, or at least he's figured in. And then if, if you just put, a, put it up there, something will come to where you can say, this is a perfect fit, and throw him in. It definitely feels like he's been put on the back burner waiting for other people to get back. Like that's, that just feels like where they're at with him right now. And to be fair, we have seen that with other people. We've seen them completely throw them on the back burner, waiting for other things to develop. And then they're used more prominently, but it hasn't really happened to a former uh, world champion uh, at this point. I uh, do want to get to a super chat here. Cause it was thrown in there. Uh, Roland Curtis saying King, the ring has been irrelevant uh, since King Booker. Yeah, because ultimately the guys just don't win anything. They get the crown. That doesn't mean that they can't. It doesn't mean that you can't do something fun for the fans. The fans were enjoying King Woods and they just ended it for no damn reason. That's and all I love, I'm trying to say. I love, I love the revisionist history that Rick has even, you know, influenced the chat into. Someone in the chat said, oh, well, Xavier Woods beat Roman. He won a match against Roman Reigns. He won a match by disqualification, and it led to Roman Reigns versus Big E at Survivor Series. You know that match that everybody said, oh, ruined Big E's title reign? Yeah, that's what it led into. And then that led into the New Day versus the Usos at day one. Like I said, stop trying to revision history. Don't listen to Rick when he tries to revisionist history because you're going to look stupid. 
Rick, did you hear that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, he, I he have you out, buddy. I have uh, well documented uh, the fact that. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Hold on, I just got my uh, media credential for Starcast. Cool. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> no, uh, well documented. My uh, my memory is not that great, so I might be misremembering a few things. But my entire point was, people were truly very happy and excited that King Woods won the damn king of the ring and they wanted it to lead something to something whether that was a singles push whether that was an intercontinental title win whether it was just one damn match against roman reigns they had the opportunity to go there to book it there they didn't he gets hurt he comes back and all of a sudden king woods has been completely dropped which makes no sense to me i want the crown back i want his solo entrance theme back because that thing was an absolute banger that's all i'm trying to say here all I'm trying to say, there are people who care that King Woods is no longer King Woods. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm one of and, them. I care. And I thought I said at the beginning of the show, they don't care what we want. <laughs> I'm talking about right now. When I say right now. When I say they, they don't care is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that are actually in charge here. Dutch, what do you think well, about your we boy? Charge. We know some names. But see, creative, the whole dynamic of creative would change now because they don't have the big bully on the block, Vince, breathing down their necks. Now, you may have Triple H, and people can probably talk to him better. And he's not blowing up at them. And they may have some decent ideas. But don't get too over-enthusiastic here no. because they are people on that writing team who've never done wrestling before. I mean, how can you write something that you've never been interested in? It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, their whole theory, and I don't even know where that come from, especially when Vince was in power. I think he would want people who knew the wrestling business and the profession, but know he ends up with a bunch of writers with no wrestling experience. Vince wanted a bunch of yes men because he was going to book whatever the hell he wanted to book anyway. You've said it before. He booked for an audience of one. It was whatever the hell that he wanted. Well, don't get hot about it. I'm just saying. Add. I just said I do, I do think, like I said, I do think things are going to change. It's going to be minor things. All right. It's not going to be a full blown. Everything's going to be completely different from, you know, SummerSlam on. But I do think you're going to see, uh, other fee other people featured more prominently. I keep going back to Tommaso Ciampa. I think he's going to be more than just Mrs. Bobo uh, moving forward. I think other people might get uh, some more, at least more screen time, at least more TV time. Damn, Aaliyah might actually get to wrestle a match. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I don't think it's going to be status quo. Everything completely just stays the same over the next few weeks. I think wholesale changes might be made later on, but I do think we're going to see some some minor uh, changes and the status is going to change for the better for some people. At least I want to be optimistic about that. Uh, Dutch, what did you think about the promo? Your boy Claudio cut tonight. I thought it was pretty damn good. Uh, he was okay. It was to me. It didn't excite me. Who's he going against? What's his name? Uh, Grisham. Jonathan, Jonathan Gresham. Yes. Yeah. For the ring of honor title. Is that it? Yes. I the mean, ring of honor world heavyweight championship. I'm not a big Ring of Honor fan, so it's, he's going for a title. Oh, I hope he wins. And I don't know. It was, I think it was one of his better interviews. 
but so if he was it, going for the AEW I'm, World Championship, you'd give a shit. It, it, he didn't excite me. That's what I'm saying. I think at the end of it, he should have says, "I've hit this microphone twice." He that was a great catch, though. We see now that would have been good if he just said that, because now you're reminding people when the shit was good. Uh, we the people, and screw you, Swagger. You know, something like that. They did that already. He already <laughs> kicked Swagger's ass. See, hey, uh, I hadn't told you this, but Tony Khan did call me, and he told me, "Don't call me." <laughs> if you got, he said, "If you got any idea about calling me, don't lose Anyhow, my number." Immediately. So I, I guess my future in in, uh, in uh, AEW is kind of limited. I guess. Hey, you got a you got a spot here with us, Dutch. Um, I kind of agree with Dutch though. This promo didn't wow me. Um, this really made me just realize that Claudio is the one, two, three, four, fourth best promo in the Black Hole Combat Club, and. This didn't make me want to see him win the ROH World Championship. I said this earlier on True Hill Heat YouTube channel for our Death Before Dishonor preview. The best outcome for this match is a 60-minute time limit draw because I don't think Claudio versus Jonathan Gresham should main event Death Before Dishonor over FTR Briscoe's 2. So if it's not closing the show, you should not have Claudio win the world title in the middle of the show. Claudio winning the world title needs to end off the show. I think you do a 60-minute time limit draw here. You build the chase for Claudio to come after the title. And maybe if we get something like this promo after he's chased the title for a little bit, after he had a time limit draw and claimed close to being Gresham, maybe we can feel something. But I feel like the best outcome is for Claudio to chase the title and then beat Gresham on the first Ring of Honor TV show when they get the TV deal. That's the place to do it. I get what you're saying, by the way, but saying he's the fourth best promo in Blackpool Combat Club is not exactly the insult you think it is when the top three guys are Danielson, Moxley, and uh, and William Regal. Because all three of those guys. But I'm, but I'm just saying he. I'm, I'm not trying to insult him. I'm just speaking facts. He's the fourth best promo, and that's I'm being generous because Willie Yuta actually did a good job in that promo with uh, Daniel Garcia. So he did. I liked Wardlow tonight. It was short. It was sweet. It was to the point. But I do like uh, how they're presenting Wardlow as the uh, the TNT champion. I liked his promo a lot tonight. I didn't like the way they presented him with uh, Orange Cassidy. You didn't like that match. Hell. That was fun as hell. I thought that was fun as hell. He killed Wardlow. I mean, he made him look like just a regular guy. Wardlow is not supposed to be that. He's supposed to be a killer. He fought. On, no, I, I like that match because it made Wardlow look smart because Wardlow was right there cutting off every trick they had in the book because he had scattered him well. Well, when I saw it, he was flat on his ass. <laughs> That's when I saw it. And I said, he shouldn't even get him off his feet. What I'm saying is when you, you can't take a serious guy and put him in there with a with a comic character, and even though Orange Cassidy can go, he's not necessarily known as a real bad kick-ass. So I, I don't think that did Wardlow any good at all. And I don't think it did either one of them any good. I mean, he eventually beat Cassidy, and I don't know how. I said, well, I don't know. I don't know who booked this, but it Tony was Kong. booked in I guess Tony Khan booked it. 
Tony Khan is the booker. Now he is the booker, so he has to take credit for it, whether it's good or bad. I thought it was great, but what the hell? No, if, it, if it's bad, it's the guy that has 30 years experience. That was the person who did it, if it's bad. Who did Who did book it? No, no, probably that. He, yeah, it's definitely Tony Khan because he loves him some Orange Cassidy. So I, I do agree they could have made Wardlow look strong, but I also do agree with Rick that it made made Wardlow look like a smart baby face because he overcame all the stuff. And he really only sold for maybe 10, 15% of that matchup. Yeah. He really dominated most of it. Yeah, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors from Cassidy. I saw the part where he was selling. So I just couldn't watch anymore, and I, I moved on. Okay. <laughs> I would tell Wardlow, stop. Don't even worry about being smart. Just go out there and get your stuff over. Give him a little bit of heat toward the end, and let's go. I when love you- it anytime any promotion makes a baby face look smart because most of them are booked to look dumb as hell. Like, I I just think in general, it was too early to do that match in Warlow's reign. Like, they made him look like a million bucks beating Scorpio Sky, and then they put him in there with another top babyface that arguably is more popular than him. That was the issue that I had with it. See, Wardlow, at this stage of his career, he doesn't know what's good or bad, really. He's just trying to get along with guys. But as for his character... I think he did more harm than they did good. And the people will forget it. It's not like it's, they're going to remember it either tomorrow. But still, he, he shouldn't they shouldn't put him in that position, I don't think. I wouldn't have done that. What do we think about Lee Moriarty uh, cheating tonight? I took a gun and shot Orange Cassidy in the leg so he couldn't do it. Bam! Oh, shit! Jesus. So you do that. I said, well, it is... You're making him look like crap. I want him to be stronger. All right, moving on here. Uh, yeah, just to, just the review. Dutch has um sold someone on the show before. He's whipped people with uh, his old uh, bull whip, and now he's shot Orange Cassidy in the leg. Just want right. to, to recap. We're putting Dutch in timeout for just a few minutes here. Uh, SP3, what did you think about uh, Lee Moriarty having to use the rope to defeat Dante Martin, which pissed off Matt Seidel? And Matt Seidel going full Gunther saying, now I got to whoop your ass. And then Stokely Hathaway was also there with the business card, but Lee Moriarty walked right by him, gave him a little smile and just moved right on. So a lot of storyline that they threw in there in a little bit of time. Yeah, there was a lot of subtle storytelling there. I thought that this had the best storytelling up until the uh, main event of the show. I thought it was cool with Lee Moriarty getting desperate after losing last week to Jonathan Gresham and grabbing onto the ropes. It was a smart move, and I like the story that they're building with Stokely Hathaway trying to recruit Lee Moriarty and pull him to the dark side away from Matt Seidel. And I think Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty should be a good match next week. Dutch, your thoughts? I know you were looking forward to this match. No, that was a good match. I mean, these guys have some great moves. And that's what I like about Rampage. You get actually get some wrestling. You can see what these guys can do. It's not all entrance. It's not all music. You actually see them. They'll make their way to the ring, and, and they go to it. That's what I like about watching the show. These guys are very talented. And I do like the fact that they are trying to tell stories on the periphery, on the on the edges of this, so you got some somewhere to go. If you don't include those guys, 
or those angles outside. You can go to them or not, but you do have, you are opening up an avenue for you to go somewhere and continue the story. Marbell asking, hey, guys, sorry I'm late. Uh, what are your thoughts about Vince uh, making the announcement about his retirement on a well, Friday? Don't be late anymore. He's fi <laughs> firing Rick. Fire him. He's late. His first Fire day him. Job and he's late. Right he's now. a watcher. It's we, we, We're way over time. We've got 131 people watching hey, this. I it's, appreciate it's it. It's all right. It's all right. You have time. You can just re rewind back to the beginning, and then you will catch up on everything towards the end. Dutch uh, did make a very good point about the stock market, I thought, uh, with them dropping it at 405 after the markets had already closed for the week. So I think that was a very uh, good observation on Dutch's part. Do you like that when I compliment you, Dutch? I don't do it very often. But it wasn't my it wasn't my observation. Somebody told me about it. Oh. Yeah, that sounds pretty smart. I think I'll use that. Next time, next time, don't admit it. Just 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 say, yeah, oh, hell yeah, I'm not here. <laughs> I realize a smart comment when I hear one. So but. I was actually, I was actually gonna say that was in the PW Insider report. They was like, <laughs> I didn't read that. What he said? Hey, I read those dirt sheets. I believe them. Shit. I don't buy that damn crappy stuff. But but if Abrez and Melcher say it, <laughs> it's it's good, man. I did like the uh, the girls match tonight. Uh, surprisingly, DMD and uh, Hater's first win ever as a tag team, which was uh, a very interesting stat, but they get off the schneid beating Sky Blue and Ashley D'Ambrosi. Uh, I actually really liked the, the double team combo that led to the end of the match. I think they need to smooth that out just a little bit. Uh, and I think, uh, I think it was Sky Blue was the one who got pinned. I think her timing there a little bit, or was it, uh, Ambrosi? Uh, it was Demblouse. Dem, excuse me, Demblouse. Um, she was a little slow getting up, which caused it. But still, I liked that combo at the end. I think they have something there if they really kind of smooth that out, if they're going to continue to book them in tag team matches. I For what this was, I thought this was really good. And again, Britt Baker knows how to work a camera. I'll, I'll enjoy her matches just because she's really good at what she does with the camera. A good match. I, I saw most of it, saw the finish. Uh, those girls are good. Now I didn't know the two 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 girl two, the two baby face girls. I didn't know them. This is the first time I've seen them, but they're good. I mean, I like I Sky Blue a lot. I don't do know Ashley very well, but they that they are good at what they do. Jamie Hader was the star of this match. Uh, she usually is. She's really good. But I agree with uh, Rick that the finishing sequence, it just seemed like Britt got her like footwork mixed up on that. When she tried to do like a tornado butterfly suplex, she got like the footwork wrong. But I liked her doing that into Hader with the uh, the Northern Lariat and then into the uh, Lockjaw. And then them keep doing the Thunderstorm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that was really, really good as well. I picked up on that one as well. Yeah, I liked a lot of what uh, what we saw there. Uh, and then we get an Ari Divari uh, vignette that's going to air, saying he's coming soon, and then he's actually going to be uh, at Ring of Honor uh, this weekend uh, as well. And then the moment of the night, SP3. Did you agree with the scoring of the rap battle? I thought Austin Gunn jumped out to an early lead. And then Max Caster came from behind. Surprised me a little bit. You said you've actually seen Austin Gunn rap before. I had not. 
So I was very pleasantly surprised by what we saw out of Mr. Austin Gunn. I thought he came out uh, with some howitzers there, but then Max Caster just overcame him in the end. He didn't. He didn't learn the first rule of a rap battle: don't say your best lines first. He he mentioned Caster being one of Lashley's sisters. Right. He mentioned. You mentioned something I didn't even know that Caster used to go out with Chris Statlander. That was a nice little little line in there talking about his dad's career lasted longer than Caster's dad's career in football. That was another good line. But he he let off all his zingers and then Max Caster was smart. He he had a couple of couple of, you know, firing shots since we're talking about shooting people. Thank you, Dutch. He had a couple of firing shots where he was just shooting around him and then he went right for the head. He went right for the head towards the end. He had the, the wordplay, his lyrics, man. He was hitting bars and he unloaded on Austin Gunn. So and I love that he kept kept talking about the only gun he will hold is is Austin. That was I love how he keeps dropping those gun gun control lines off of their name. Um uh, Austin also had a really good line about Bowens, I thought, too, uh, tonight. That one was a really, really good line as well. I thought, you know, right up until the end where they clearly had Austin go off script and get all scared and nervous because he he dropped everything. I thought that was a bit of overacting. And then, of course, you know, the brawl and the melee starts after that. But I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous when I heard that this was the segment that was going to be going down tonight, mostly because I didn't know a whole lot about Austin Gunn and the fact that he could actually go there a little bit. I was pleasantly surprised with how well this went. I knew Max Caster would cook, and he did at the end, man. Like I, I lost track of what he was saying because he was just going so fast. He did not miss a damn beat. And you know he wrote all those things himself. He's really good at that. Yeah, Max Caster is really good. Probably the best rapping gimmick since John Cena, and they mentioned Cena in yeah. these in these uh back and forth. So yeah, Max Caster is really good at this. Uh, I love the little scrappy cameo, even though Wale was much better as the rap battle uh, host. I don't know if anybody else noticed that Colton Gunn had to tell little scrappy like, "Calm down, you're doing too much. <laughs> you're doing too much." He told him, "Calm down." Oh, he down. brought your dad into it. You got to get him back. He brought your dad into it. I think he said he brought your dad into it at least seven times. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, no, I do appreciate the work that Max Caster puts in. I did a uh, an indie show where he was headlining one time. And pretty much from the moment that he got there, he's very gracious, really, really nice guy. Every time I would look over at him, he's just sitting there with his buds in and he's just sitting over there writing. Like for like two hours, he's just sitting over there writing. I appreciate the work that that guy puts in. And then our main event tonight, leading into the Ring of Honor pay-per-view tomorrow night, Jay Lethal does defeat Christopher Daniels with the lethal injection, and then Satnam Singh just dumps Daniels on the match afterwards, and the beatdown is on. I did like this matchup uh, a lot. Anytime we, we don't get to see Christopher Daniels wrestle a whole lot anymore, but uh, when he does, it's a treat. I thought this match with Jay Lethal was good tonight. I liked it. Oh, you saw it? No, but I like. It. I'll, I'll take I'll take Rick's word on it. And no, it was it was a good matchup. Two veterans working. I'll give it an eight. <laughs> Two veterans working really well with each other, and I like Lethal getting the clean win ahead of his TV championship matchup uh, with Samoa Joe. But Dutch, these are a couple of people that you worked in TNA with. So, what do you think about Lethal and uh, Daniels overall? I love Lethal. 
and Daniels, he's he's been in the business a long time, a long a longer time than you would think he would be. In a, he's probably been in twenty five years at least. I think. I think twenty nine. I saw on Twitter. Much. Twenty nine. Well, yeah, he's been there a long time, uh, but he's never really been featured anywhere. I think. I don't think W. He hasn't been to WWE or WWF. And I don't think he was in WCW. So, but he is very good, technically sound. And Jay Lethal, he was, he's great too. Did you see, let me ask you this. Did you guys see the angle that Ric Flair did on the, on the, the podcast of, of Jeff? Yeah. yeah. What's the guy? Um, well, it, it was with Jared uh, Lethal jumping Jeff uh, Ric yeah. Flair in the parking lot with uh, Jim Crockett there and Karen and Karen uh, Jared. It felt like an old school, like eighties type well, of angle. Exactly what. And I saw it, and I said, "Well, I think they got enough interest on this match anyway." But they threw a little more on it because I think they want the podcast to do well too. But it was it's, it's an old time beatdown, and they left him laying there. And I, I guess it's going to be, it was going to it's going to work because they've sold. I think they've sold out the building already. Yeah, they had to go to a bigger building because yeah. they had so they, many people interested. The, the bigger one out too. I think it's sold out too, which which will be good because a lot of wrestling companies they don't sell out in that building. That. You know, wrestling has, has changed. It's more like social media oriented now than it is than off TV. So I think they'll do well there. And this is why Jeff Jarrett, by the way, will not be accepting bribes from either the Usos or the Street Profits because that man is getting paid already next weekend in Nashville. He's getting that WWE check. He's getting that Ric Flair final match check. He don't need no piddly scraps from either the Profits or the Usos. Well, I heard, I heard that Jeff is somebody you need to watch in WWE. Because I think he's uh, he's very good at working the system. Very social. Very friendly. Knows what he's doing. So if he can get the ear of some of those people up there, the new people, I think you, Jeff, man, he may be more than just the live event agent. He, he may he may move up. So I expect him to move up in that company. He went from being blackballed and never mentioned to an executive position. So I 100% agree with with Dutch. I'm very interested. I I will say two things about Ric Flair's last match. I've seen the card. I think that card is 10 times better than SummerSlam. Maybe that's a hot take. Look at I said, what a card. Look at that card. That card has everything. You got a Lucha four-way. You got Indie Darlings four-way. You got tag team dream matches, Motor City Machine Guns versus the Wolves. You got the Von Erics versus the Briscoes. Like, you got so many different things. And it feels like a mid-90s WCW card because you know the undercard is going to deliver the main event. It's a spectacle. It's got stars. That's that's all you need. That they just added. Yeah. So it's 10 or 11 matches. So anybody that goes to the uh, StarCast, is that what it's called, StarCast in Nashville? 
Yep. Yeah. yeah. They'll get a hell of a card. It's going to be one hell of a card, and a lot of work went into that card, and I salute them for that. And my second thing, a question for both of y'all before we close things out. Karen Angle was very much, I mean, Karen Jarrett, excuse me, I keep calling her by her former Cyril uh, name, but uh, Karen Jarrett was very heavily involved in the Angle. So she's going to be heavily involved in this matchup. Do y'all think Charlotte Flair will be allowed by WWE to be involved in this matchup? Maybe. Yes. Because Jeff is there. And if they need her, I think all Jeff's got to do is ask. I think. I don't think. And this is the this is another thing uh, that I heard somebody else say today that I wish I could remember who it was. Again, my memory is shit, but I agree with them. Uh, any kind of like forbidden door partnerships or anything like that, much like superstars returning. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I think the odds of it happening just increased. I don't think we see Charlotte show up. On Sunday, I think we see Ashley show up and get involved uh, in that match. I definitely think that is 100% going to happen. And I think it's it, it might have still happened if even if Vince was still calling the shots. But, you know, let's just, I mean, Rick and Triple H are close. I don't know if it's that, if it's his call to make. He is the head of talent relations. I don't know what completely falls under that umbrella. I think 100% Andrade's in the match, Rick's in the match. Ashley Fleur is going to get involved in this damn match. 100% guaranteed. I would be stunned if that doesn't happen. She's already, it's already been reported. She's going to be there. They're going to use her hands down. We got one last, and I think this is a really, really good question. I got one last super chat here from Rollin Curtis. Uh, Roman, Mr. McMahon's final champion, the last WWE champion of the Vince McMahon era. McMahon has chosen every WWE champ since Iron Sheik. Will winning the title mean the same without Vince? And he says, poor Cody. I'll say this about Cody. I think WWE knows what they have in Cody Rhodes right now, even though Vince is the guy who was clear, dead set on putting the WWE championship on Cody. I still think that's going to happen when he comes back. They know the people who are in charge. They know how big of a, a star Cody Rhodes is. I don't think he has anything to worry about. But Dutch, I will. That is a very interesting question. Winning the title mean the same without Vince McMahon calling the shots and being the one uh, who chooses who is going to be carrying the top prize for the company moving forward. And the question is, will it mean the same, or what's the yeah, question? Does it, does it carry as much weight? Does it mean the same? I think it will. I think it'll carry more weight actually, because they may present it in a different way. I think, you know, as, 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 as good as Roman is and as hard as he's worked, I think everybody at WWE right now at this time is suffering from Roman fatigue. They're tired of Roman. They're not, not, not because they dislike him. They just want somebody else. If you went to a strip club and had these beautiful girls and all of a sudden they got rid of them, and then they brought in for diversity, they'd bring in a bunch of skanks and they'd be okay for a while, you know, till you finally begging that owner, please bring those other girls back. I mean, my God. And it's the same thing here. Look at Rick like, oh, I said something wrong. No, Look these, at him. Yeah, I just love how your mind works. Like these analogies, like where you, like I go to sports. It you go to strip clubs strip and shoot people. Like what? We are just built differently, sir. Well, even if you had the beautiful girls and they they're just there all the time, you want something different. 
bring in the skanks. Yeah, just give me three weeks of them and then bring the other ones back. How, how just about give me this something one? different. How about this one, Dutch? Let's simplify this, okay? Pizza is awesome. If you eat pizza every day for a year, eventually you're going to want some damn chicken. You know what I'm saying? You will. It won't take a year. <laughs> it won't take that long. And I hate pizza, by the way. And so then, that's what I'll tell you. Jesus. God dang. We are built different. After 12 o'clock, I can talk this stuff. <laughs> hey, if they don't want to hear it, you know what they can do? And just not come over and join us. But I think we've we've really delivered some interesting tidbits of information. So you got to throw a little bit of real life in here, kind of. Oh, and you're, Rick, you're looking at it like you've never been to a strip club. Not in this decade. I'm trying to avoid the question. No, I'm, I'm saying been... I probably not. Definitely not since I met my wife. That's for sure. Oh, it's been yeah, a while. Right. It's been a minute. Dutch, right. a... I'm married I'm with talking... two kids. You think I got money to spend at a strip club? You you would flip in the side door. <laughs> you're not going to buy a ticket or nothing. You're too cheap. I've heard about you, Rick. Hang on. I'm checking to make sure I got my table reserved for next set. No, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sid, what do you think about that question? I think Dutch Manto is the greatest podcaster in the history of podcasting. And this is why you should watch Smack Talk every single Friday, 11.05. It's, it's Smack PM Talk. Every Santa. time you tweet Smack back, I just want to smack I, your back. I've renamed it. I've renamed it. <laughs> So what's the name of it? Smack Talk. We've only been doing it for 18 months. <laughs> I just want to see if you noticed. But I have been putting down Smack smack Back. Yes. <laughs> what about Snack Back? How about that? We eat when we watch the show. That's another smack thing. Back while we talk Smack. Smack, smack talk. talk. Smack Jack. Anything. First, first four months of this show before you got here, Dutch, I kept calling it Talking Smack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How long were we supposed to go on this? Uh, we are. We have double. We're an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm going to get yelled at in the morning. You're but... the manager. We're following you, so they can't blame me. I'm the manager. Hey. Gotta blame you. We, we got to blame whoever sent us in Super Chats. Like, I got to answer the Super Chats. I'm doing my job. I'm making SK money. All right. Let's go. We, do we ready to leave? We do need to wrap up, though. Uh, Dutch, what you got going on? Oh, nothing. Just leave me alone. Cool. Hey, so what's we got going on? I've done about six hours of podcasting today, so I am worn the hell out. That's why I just threw my little off-topic stripper club stuff in there well, because it's off-topic and it's not about wrestling, and people can identify with that, I think. The guys can anyway. SP3, what are the strip point, clubs but, like so, in the UK? But my website is coming live, dirtydutchmantel.com. So go over there and I'm going to knock the hell out of Rick. <laughs> so I, I, now I'm going to bar him from even coming in. He, he think I know what this what? All right. Um, check out True Hill Heat YouTube channel tomorrow. True Hill Heat 185, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. We're gonna be talking about Visic Man retiring 
all the shakeup in the WWE. And then next Saturday, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, we got two <laughs> very special guests. Rick yes. Eugenio and Dutch Mantel will be on True Hill Heat. So you have a double dosage of us three next week. Friday, 11.05 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Sports Kita. And then True Hill Heat, 186 on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel on Saturday at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. I'll Peace be there. Out. I'll be there. There has never been a good photo of me taken ever. That was terrible. God awful. Uh, guys, follow. Jesus Christ. Get it off. Man. Get it off. Jesus. Why is his name over mine? <laughs> Who's he beat? I, I don't. I don't. I'm not in charge of thumbnails. I'll tell Romeo to fix that. Uh, guys, do follow me uh, on Twitter at Rick Uchino. You're going to see links to recent conversations I've had with both Renee Paquette and AEW's Athena. They were both wonderful to talk to. I highly suggest you do that. And then my new main man, Baron Happy Corbin. Was able to talk to him this week. That's going to be dropping next week. So again, follow me on Twitter. You'll get all the links there. I love him. He's my man. He is uh, my me? man. He is my dude. He, he I am changed. all for Happy Corbin. Dutch, did you know he he complimented my mustache? Unsolicited. They did. Unsolicited. Yes, it's on video. I've got it recorded. Well, it is a it is a cute little mustache, isn't it? Though that's what it is. It's it's kind of cute. See. Well, compared to his, <laughs> yeah, I look like you. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're like Pokemon Evolution. All right, it goes Corbin, me, you. All right, like that's that's where we're at. Do you even get that reference? That's a good reference. No, I don't get the reference. It didn't have strippers in it, but you know, it was still a very good uh, reference and a good analogy. All right, guys, we are way over on time. I'm gonna get all that. Appreciate everybody who's tuned in, who stayed with us for all 90 minutes of this 45 minute episode. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys. Follow us all on Twitter. Follow everybody's work. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll be back next week for the second SmackDown in the, I guess Bruce Prichard, Stephanie McMahon era. Smack back. Smack talk. Smack oh, back smack on back talk. It's smack talk. Talk, talking smack. I'm going to get a snack. We'll see you guys later. Sports Kitty Wrestling YouTube channel. See you guys. Bye.